came to church here at Calvary Chapel for several years before I went to college and just was really blessed. I got a chance to hang out with Fritz and be a part of the worship team and just really, yeah, they really supported me in that. Um, and when I went to college, I was privileged enough to be a part of a college campus ministry. So I don't know how many of you have kids who might be going to college or are in college now or you're thinking about that, but um, kind of one, one thing that parents like to know when they send their kids off to college is that they are um, going to continue walking with the Lord. So my parents, I think they were a little nervous when I stepped, you know, got, got out of the car in Arizona where I went to school, and I'm sure um, it was kind of some fear and trepidation there. But God was gracious enough to put me in a really awesome community through a college campus ministry called Chi Alpha. Um, so through a series of events, um, ended up in Chi Alpha, ended up really just growing in my faith in college. It was a really huge blessing. And when I graduated, God really put on my heart for me to stick around. So I was like, well, I'm done with college. What should I do for a job? And I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to stick. I want you to stay in this and do for other students what has happened in your life, this amazing work of transformation and growth. So that's what I do. Uh, my current vocation is I am a college campus minister. So I work with college students at secular universities, and uh, basically I pa help pastor them, help mentor them. We mentor student leaders and um, really just encourage students to um, grow in their faith um, in fulfillment of the Great Commission, which is to go and make disciples. So um, I don't know, I know a lot of you are probably kind of up with the news and kind of the, the things that are going on in the nation nowadays. We're, we're in some kind of interesting times. Um, it can kind of seem a little heavy at times. Sometimes it seems like there's a lot going on, tax cliffs, shootings, um, and whatnot. And boy, it's, there's like a lot of heaviness right now kind of over the nation about some of these things. And um, I was really praying about it, and I realized as much as there's just a lot of darkness and just a lot of heaviness going on, um, for me, with the work that I get to do, I feel like God has just infused me with this great hope. And I want to share that with you guys a little bit um, and kind of what I think is some of that hope that God is birthing, sort of that light in the darkness in the midst of some of these kind of dark times. Um, and that is that God is actually doing something crazy and amazing on the secular, secular universities in America. Um, so how many of you guys know that College students are really important because when they graduate from college, they're going to go and they're going to become our future politicians. They're going to become our future business leaders, CEOs and all that stuff. Um, they are going to um, be the people who really uh, influence and change society. And so for me, there's really no other strategic or well, no more strategic place that I can think of to really invest and make disciples than college students um, who are going to go and effectively transform the university, first of all, um, their marketplace as they go into their, their fields of, of work or whatever, as well as the world um, as they affect change globally. So I kind of want to give you like a, a, just a brief snapshot of kind of what that can look like. So I work at the University of Virginia. Uh, Virginia in Charlottesville is where that university is, and it's a s university of about 15,000 students. So we have about 15,000 students. Um, of those students, however, um, with the ministry I'm with, we have about 600 of them involved in small groups in our, in our ministry. So those are 600 students that are regularly meeting in these small groups. Um, they're being discipled in a community, they're studying the word, and they're being taught how to do the same for others. 
So one mark of a really healthy, uh, I guess, body of Christ is that there's a lot of ownership. So our students are really the ones who are doing the work. We have about 45 small groups total, um, and those are either co-led or tri-led by students. And let me tell you, they're the ones who are doing the work. We equip and empower them to help, you know, we give them the tools they need um, to learn how to study the word and to go and make disciples, to do outreach and to do Bible study. But they're really the ones who own it, and they're really the ones who are out on campus doing outreach. They're the ones who are out on campus um, meeting their friends in classes and inviting them to their small groups. Um, And really the biggest problem we're facing right now is finding a room on campus big enough to hold us because God is just really moving in the hearts of university students. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So I guess you guys are kind of in a similar boat trying to figure out how to accommodate that, and we've tried all kinds of interesting service, uh, different changes, and it's, it's been interesting. It's quite a, I'm sure Jackie could tell you, it's quite a staffing challenge. So, but yeah, that's kind of on a big scale what it looks like. Um, I had a chance to work with you know, uh, international students this semester, We had an international student investigative Bible study. We had several students come to Christ through that. Um, It was really kind of cool. We have a partnership with the university and that we get to volunteer and help the international students. When they first arrive at the university, we get to help move them into their dorms. Um, I'll never forget, as I was actually preparing to come here for break, I spent my last evening with one of my good friends named Clara, who is from China. And Clara recently accepted the Lord And boy, she's one of those that, you know, when people accept Jesus and they just kind of glow. Well, that was Clara. And I remember we dropped her off at at her dorm. And we dropped her off at the exact same place that we met her in August before she was a Christian, before she had any exposure to Christianity. Um, We were able to help move her into her dorm. We brought her a welcome gift. And um, she joined one of our small groups and ended up accepting Jesus through it. So it was just kind of one of those really cool full circle events of saying, hey, whoa, this is really awesome. Like, I got a chance to, to meet this girl, to watch her go through that process of investigating Jesus, um, being loved on by a Christian community, and then finally, now she's just on fire for Jesus, and she's more of an evangelist than most of our students. She's so excited to tell everybody about Jesus. So, oh man, it's just really cool to see um, story after story like this happen um, on the university. Um, and part of that is another kind of the second really healthy um, mark. Of, of, a, of a body is that they're outward focus. So we don't want to have a community just for community's sake, um, but Jesus really had us band together for the purpose of going out to, being, to, be, to be sent, to go and, and, and spread the gospel and expand what he's doing. Um, and our students are really doing that. We do two-by-two evangelism every week. Um, I've had some really awesome encounters with people being able to share the gospel. Um, college students are kind of weird in that when you step foot on a college campus, it's not, it's not weird for you to go up and talk to someone who's a total stranger. Um, they, they won't be weirded out for that. I don't know if you've ever, like, tried to go just start sharing the gospel with a stranger in Walmart, but that's pretty weird. But on the college campus, they're totally open to you just coming up and saying, hey, would you like to have a spiritual conversation? Can I just ask you some spiritual questions and engage in this conversation? And they're okay with it. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then that's even weirder when you're like, hey, would you like to get coffee? I, you know, hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number. Let's get coffee. So, and they're okay with it. Um, I had an opportunity. We met a girl doing outreach who um, had no interest in Jesus. She's totally atheist. Uh, she is in, I think she's in astronomy. And we kind of bonded because I was like, I love astronomy. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of a, kind of a science nerd. So I was like, hey, would you like to get coffee? I just want to be your friend. 
but really I want you to know Jesus. Um, so this girl agreed to get coffee with me. So we sat down and we had a good you know, hour, hour and a half long conversation um, about science and philosophy. And I was able to engage her in just honest intellectual discussion about faith. Um, and through that conversation, you could kind of see her paradigm starting to shift um, from just total clo- being totally closed to the idea of God or the supernatural into, well, you know, I guess, well, maybe there is something, but, you know, but I, yeah, I'm not willing to admit yet that there's something, but I think, you know, maybe there could be. Um, so it was just like, wow, all right, God, here's this awesome opportunity. Um, never would have had had I not stepped out and just invited her to coffee. Um, so those are just a couple of stories, um, kind of uh, small scale of what's going on at the University of Virginia. Um, but on a larger scale, um, something that um, I'm really, really excited about. You might know my brother Caleb. He's plays piano and guitar, um, but he and I are actually getting ready to head to Dallas, Texas in a couple days, um, where about 3,000, 3,000 or 4,000 students are going to gather together for the purpose of um, being challenged with the idea of global missions. Um, one, one really key component of our ministry and one really important thing that we um, really want to instill as a value in our students is this idea that um, Jesus came in order for us to be witnesses um, in our immediate spheres of influence, so in our local you know, setting, our jobs, our towns, um, as well as in the U.S., but also globally. God really wants to see people hear about Jesus um, who are from every tribe, every nation, every tongue. So I think I leave tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're going to be gathering together, 3,000 of us, um, as well as, you know, I think about probably about 500 missionaries that they have flown in literally from the four corners of the globe, from the Middle East, from China, um, from Europe, from Latin America. And we're going to get to hear and experience kind of what, um, what their lives are like as missionaries, as well as be challenged in our part in the global missions mandate that Jesus has given us to go and make disciples of all nations. Um, so I want to share with you guys real quick a verse that I really think kind of captures that heart and something that God's really um, been putting on my heart. And it's Romans 10, 14. And um, it's, it's Paul challenging the Romans with um, this idea of missions. And he says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? So it's kind of this idea that if people in every corner of the globe, if people in your job even, um, no matter where you are, are going to hear the gospel, someone needs to go to them. And in order for someone to go, people also have to be sent. So through this conference, we're hoping to equip and mobilize a whole generation of students who are willing to go and give their lives to missions, whether it be short-term or long-term. We recently commissioned seven students to um, go to Cairo, Egypt, where they'll spend one year doing missionary work in Cairo, Egypt. Um, it is dangerous. It's not easy. It's a little bit intimidating. Um, but it's something that they really feel God has asked them to do um, in that capacity to go and, and just really reach out to a place that is really a dark place and really doesn't have anybody preaching the gospel. Um, so it's kind of cool. This is like a command that God's given us, right, to go. Um, but whether or not we're called to go, in our physical beings, one thing that God's also showed me is that um, as a church, you guys also have this opportunity to go, in a sense, when you pray for these students, when you pray for me as a missionary to college students, um, when you pray for 
missionaries around the world, when you pray for countries that haven't heard of the gospel yet, um, you guys have that opportunity to go. Um, when you support missions financially, you have the opportunity to go with them in that material way. Um, and for me, that was kind of a challenge because I was like, wow, I am in the U.S. I'm not really overseas right now. Um, but God really showed me, hey, when you invest your life in these students, when you pray, when you give financially, you are, in, in effect, going with them. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of all I have for you guys today. Um, I want to pray just that God would really, um, yeah, just encourage you with what God's doing over, um, even in our nation. Um, uh, what's, what's happening is really unprecedented. So it is, it really is a movement. Um, it really is what I believe uh, is, God, is God's Holy Spirit doing a revival in America on the, on the secular, secular university. It's kind of unexpected, and it's kind of underground right now. Not many people really have any idea what's going on, um, but literally on campuses all over America, um, God's doing a really cool work. So let me just pray. Jesus, I just want to thank you for what you're doing in this church, for the, the growth and for the heart um, to see the community reached. Um, and God, I want to thank you that we're part of something bigger, and I want to thank you that we're part of um, you bringing revival to our nation, that you are part of, um, that we're, we're a part of your program to see the world reached for Jesus. So Lord, I just ask you to put it in our hearts to continue praying, not only for this community, but for the nation, and as well as for um, those nations that have yet to hear your name. Um, and Jesus, I just ask that you would encourage us to, um, to keep holding out that hope that you are at work and that you, um, yes, Jesus, you indeed are being glorified and you will be made famous in the earth. And ultimately, God, you are, you are king. So Jesus, we just thank you and worship you and pray these things in your name. Amen.